Take away the world's desires when we pray. Holy Spirit, lift us higher when we pray. When we pray. When we pray. Let it not be for a season when we Wisdom and not reason when we pray. Let your name be our petition when we pray. When we pray. When we pray. 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 Lord, show us the way.
battle-ready prayer. Praises be to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Holy One of Israel, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I give you thanks and praise for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. I give thanks for a mind to pray, a heart to seek your face, and authority to bring my members into subjection. I thank you for this moment and the opportunity that each day brings. I know that each day is special and I am empowered with unlimited potential. There are no ceilings on my life, obstacles that cannot be overcome, or barriers that can stand in my way. In fact, this is the greatest day of my life, and I am free to exercise all of the gifts and talents you have blessed me with. My hopes and dreams can manifest today, and I approach this moment with great expectation for miracles, breakthrough, and deliverance. I stand before you, Lord, naked, offering no excuses or justifications for my shortcomings and weaknesses. I come, Lord, seeking your standard and not those of men. I pray that you will forgive me my sins, known and unknown. Forgive every thought, deed, action, motive, or intent of my heart that is not lined up with your word, your will, or your calling and purpose for my life. Please forgive secret faults and uproot any seed of discontent that has been planted in my life. Forgive me, Lord, if I have held back the tide, and give me a heart to restore every person that I have wronged. Just as you forgive me, I forgive those that have wronged me, and I let go of any art, bitterness, or ill will that I have held in my heart. I will not allow sin and bitterness to cut off the flow of blessings into my life. I repent right now in the name of Jesus, and I receive the power of the blood to cleanse me from all iniquity. I come before you, Lord, with a heart that is after your own, and a mind that has stayed on you. I thank you, Lord, for saving me from myself and the consequences of sin. I surrender, Lord, and give you total and complete reign over my life. I willingly submit to you in thanksgiving and praise. I thank you, Lord, for the relationship and fellowship that you have allowed me to share with you. I thank you for every moment, prayer, word, and opportunity to gain revelation and understanding concerning you. Forgive me for the times I have taken you for granted or moments where I have allowed my focus and discipline to slip. I choose you, Lord, and all of your benefits and denounce all ties and fellowship with the world. I have no place in the world and denounce everything that it offers. You have given me a choice, Lord, and I choose to be in covenant with you. I have crossed the line of no return, and I will not look back. Each day I am getting more and more like you and growing further and further from this world. My reality in Christ is more real than what my natural eyes behold, and I know that you are not a million miles away. You are right here with me every step of the way. I will have confidence in you, Lord, concerning every situation I face, every decision I make, and every temptation in my path. Give me an ear, Lord, to hear your instruction, eyes that will not be deceived, and a heart that will remain faithful. My life has been built on the foundation that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You died on the cross for my sins, and your blood was shed for me. I exercise total faith and confidence in my belief that death was powerless to hold you in the grave, and that you rose again and resurrected every dead thing. I receive your resurrection power and declare that there is no dead thing in my life. I speak life in all things pertaining to me. Even now, Lord, I pray that you will breathe life into my relationships, my home, my dreams, my career, and my calling and purpose. Let there be no cracks in my foundation and restore every bone that has been broken. I pray, Lord, that dead branches be pruned for me and my harvest bear much fruit. I offer no resistance and pray that all ungodly distractions be pruned for me. 
whether they are people, unhealthy relationships, environments, dead situations, ungodly influences, or anything that is not expedient for me. I distance myself right now from every dead thing and release them from my life in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that I have inherited life through your sacrifice, forgiveness for my sins through your blood, revelation through your word, and I have been empowered by your spirit. I take precious time, Lord, to fully grasp and consider what my relationship with you means. Help me to never lose sight of the fact that I have an adversary that must be fought each day. My adversary is the world and Satan, who is the of this world. The world around me is not my home, and each day it becomes more a reflection of Satan, its prince. I am not ignorant to Satan's devices, and I understand that the world is designed for my destruction. The allurement of pleasure and the temptations that cross my eyes are for the purpose of robbing me of everything I have inherited through Christ. Every trap, every lust, and the pride that is in the world are set against me on all sides. The hope that I have is impatiently walking according to your word and staying firm to the covenant I have made with you. The world cannot strip me of my authority, but I can hand it over. I will not be deceived by what I see, hear, or how I feel. If it is not of God, then it is for my destruction. Help me, Lord, to see the spirit behind the temptation. The word tells me that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I rebuke and bind every influence that seeks to draw me away from you. For it is nothing more than a gateway to hell and will rob me of my eternal destiny. Father, I know you are able to do all things, and there is nothing that is impossible for you. Right now, Lord, I remember my first love, and I am prepared today to exercise faith in the light of circumstances. Sacrifice my own wants and desires in order to embrace yours. Stand on the word of God, even if it causes me to be peculiar. Deny my flesh and feelings, regardless of the temptation, and not make decisions based on what I see or think. I will forget about the past and press towards the mark. I will walk as a prophet of God, put my head up, and if anybody is there to encourage me, then I will encourage myself. I will not be ashamed to follow the examples of Christ, even in the face of persecution, to think differently in the light of the negative labels and slander I may endure, nor will I be afraid to take a stand in the minority, even if it seems as if the whole world is standing against me. I am willing to abstain when others are eager to participate, to speak out when my words may cause me to be ostracized and to believe the Bible even when it is the unpopular thing to do. In other words, I am prepared to live like Jesus. I release my faith right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever situation I'm in, whatever I'm dealing with, and regardless of what odds are against me, I will be steadfast and unmovable. I am an elite company and encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses. The words of this prayer will comfort me, build up my spirit, man, and encourage me in the way. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down Satan and his forces of darkness from any involvement, activity, or distractions in this prayer. I commission my angels to come against every thought, feeling, influence, and hindrance that is set against me. I stand in the gap for my family and friends and pursue the Lord with all of my heart. Even as I hear the words of this prayer, my body is regenerating itself. My body is preparing itself for another productive day. My body is developing according to your plan. And health is being released in all of my organs, tissue, bones, bodily systems, veins, arteries, and muscle. My brain is processing the information consistent with your word and filtering out everything that is not of you. My heart is being protected from all ungodly influences and my innocence is being guarded. I have and will always have a sound mind that is saturated in your word. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, 
I rebuke evil spirits from attaching to me in any way, shape, or form. They have no place, familiarity, or invitation in my life. They do not enter into my eyes, my ears, my mind, or my heart. My spirit man has victory over them all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down, and break all generational curses. I decree by the blood of the Lamb and the power given to me as joint heir with Jesus Christ that I will not be the victim of physical, mental, or emotional abuse, nor will I have, serve, or entertain idols or false gods. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I decree that I am not a covenant breaker, and my yea is yea and my nay is nay. I pray, Lord, that you protect me from all hurt, harm, pain, and danger, and those that mean me ill will. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have the patience of Job, the meekness of Moses, the heart of David, the favor of Joseph, the ear of Samuel, the courage of Joshua, the wisdom of Daniel, the zeal of Peter, the love of John, the faithfulness of Abraham, and the boldness of Paul. I abide in the fruits of the Spirit all the days of my life, and even now these fruits are growing in me. Lord, help me to be a person of great faith, consistent in good deeds, and a constant encourager. I will continue to love you with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and to love my neighbor as myself. In the name of Jesus and the power of your blood, I pray, Lord, that you are first in everything that I do, and I have no priority greater than you all the days of my life. I am eternally connected to you and have an expectation in heaven. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that my face be before the Lord always and that your angels encamp around me and deliver me. Order my steps in the word and design my days according to your will. The Lord touches my mouth and puts his words in it. Lord, I will go wherever you send me and speak whatever you give me to speak. I am not afraid of their faces because your sword protects me at all times. Father, you are my sustainer, my provider, my comforter, my guide, my strength, and most of all, my friend. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I equip myself right now with the whole armor of God that I am covered from head to toe in every aspect of my life. There should be no parts of my life that are exposed on the inside or out, but all should be covered by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I put on the helmet of salvation. I have been redeemed from all traces of poverty and I rebuke and bind a poverty spirit. You supply all of my needs, and I am blessed all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, I speak abundant harvest in my life. My bank accounts are overflowing, and my barns are full. The blessings of the Lord overtake and pursue me all the days of my life. I speak financial security and wholeness over my family, and the perfect will of God in my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and curse the spirit of death. I shall not see untimely death, nor shall death have any hold over me. I shall fulfill all of my days, months, hours, years, minutes, and seconds. I have divine order in my life, and death has no grip on me. A thousand shall fall by my side, and ten thousand by my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, my feet are shod with the gospel of peace. Peace rests upon me and covers my mind and heart. I have peace in the midst of storms, chaos, and confusion. Your peace comforts me in times of trial, and sustains me from being weary. It surpasses all understanding, rendering logic helpless, and my faith sustains me. Father, you are an awesome God. You are not a million miles away, but right here with me each and every day. You walk with me, talk with me, and guide me every step of the way. You love me, and I rest in you, and I know that you are my God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have been empowered with the sword of the Spirit, and I have authority over all power of Satan. I rejoice and celebrate that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
The sword of the Lord shall never depart from me, and I speak boldness into my spirit. I rebuke, bind, and cast down the spirit of fear. You have not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When I walk through the waters, you are with me. When I go through the rivers, you help me. And when I pass through the fire, the flame does not kindle upon me. You have sent your love upon me, and you protect me all the days of my life. The hedge of protection rests on me, and your fire shall be in my spirit. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, the shield of faith is an extension of my arm. My faith shall not fail me, and I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you said it, then I know that you will do it. You shall not withhold any good thing from me, and you are able to perform your word in my life. I fortify my faith by releasing the promises of God into my life. Every word you have spoken concerning my destiny shall be established and come to pass, and my enemies shall not prevail against me. In the name of Jesus, I pray over my marriage. I pray that my marriage will continue to be everything that the word of God called it to be. My marriage shall be built on faithfulness, trust, loyalty, and a mutual love of God. You shall be the head of my house, at the center of everything we do, and the word of God shall be the binding and final authority in all matters. I am God's ambassador in my house, and I shall cover my spouse all the days of my life, through my word, examples, character, and deeds. My marriage is blessed and washed in the blood, and shall weather any challenges that arise against it. Our love continues to grow stronger each day as the Lord allows us to see more of him in one another. If I am single, then I confess total contentment within myself, wholeness in my life, patience to wait on God, and security in Christ. I am a person of high self-esteem and significant value to the kingdom. I will not compromise my covenant with God, nor will I allow fear to cause me to operate in the fleshly realm. I exercise complete and total control over my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I do not leave any doors open for Satan to sneak in. I understand that every relationship is not for me. Every person does not have my best interests. All that glitters isn't gold, and every sugary thing is not sweet. In the name of Jesus, I will not be distracted by counterfeits and wolves in sheep's clothing. I will not lower my biblical expectations, nor will I give in to the pressures of the world. I have total confidence in God and the plan that he has for my life. In the name of Jesus, I surrender my children to you, Lord, and trust you to impart me with the ability and wisdom to raise them in the fear of the Lord. I make a commitment to my children to openly receive the instruction in your word on how to raise them, love them, and properly present them before you at that day. I pray that your calling and purpose will be fulfilled in them and ask that you guide and direct me in all matters concerning them. I shall be careful to represent you before them in everything that I say or do. I commit to live holy before them and set godly examples for them to follow. I shall not be a hypocrite, and I shall practice what I preach. I shall be a provider and protector for them and make whatever sacrifices are necessary to ensure them a wonderful life. I shall fight to preserve their innocence and protect them from the brainwashing of the world. My expectation in them shall come to pass, and the blessings set out in your words shall be established in them. My children shall see you in everything that I say and do. In the name of Jesus, I seal my soul to the words of this covenant, that it is the declaration of my heart, that every word be lined up with the perfect will of God, and line by line with his understanding. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be the final arbitrator of my mind and heart, and that this covenant be in all ways pleasing in the sight of God. I thank you, Lord, that you love me, and that you hear me. I thank you, Lord, for a mind to share intimate fellowship with you. I thank you that these words shall be established in my heart and mind, that they shall be a part of me and guide and direct my paths at all times. 
I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and this second chance. I look forward to your return, and I know that nothing that I have done or sacrificed has been in vain. Thank you for this life, who I am in Christ, and for all blessings you have bestowed upon me. Amen. 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 And good evening once again, family, and welcome to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time. Bible study. So we thank you again for joining us on this wonderful Bible study night. Yes, we are all gathered here again, family, to do what? To read the Word and help celebrate. Praise the Heavenly Father. That is right. So get your Bibles ready and here we go. We're going to be in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And verse 10. Ecclesiastics 9 and verse 10. And what we're going to be talking about tonight is no matter what you do, work at it with all, all your, your might. might. Whatever you do. Whatever it is that you do. Give it, a, give it your all. Give it your all. Amen. So Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, for there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol, which is the place of the dead, where you are going. Mm. All right, all now, right that's something now. to think about. Something to think about. So whatever you find mm. to do, it's time to do it. Right now. Right now. Do it now. And do it with all your might, all the whatever abilities you have, do it with all your might. Because when you leave this world, that's it. It's he over. said there's no work, no knowledge, no wisdom, or anything when you're dead. So whatever you got to do for the Lord, do it now. Do it now. Right now. Your time is now. But don't wait until you're on your way out on your sick, sick bed or whatever and try to do anything because it's too late. When you take that last, last breath, it's too late. That's right. You know, this is a topic that we all need to understand because, you know, Solomon, again, he touches on this thing, like he said in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. He focuses on death. Now, this is a theme that has appeared in other places in Ecclesiastes. So remember that Solomon is at times given opinions from a worldly view, viewpoint. But this viewpoint should help us understand the uselessness of our life without a God who promises justice, answers, and eternal life. Amen. 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 So Solomon is focusing on death. He also is talking to us about life and how we should be living now. Right now, as we speak. Because now is what counts. Right now. How we're living now for God is what counts. counts. And what we're doing for God counts right now. The kind of life that we're living counts right now. The life we live and the kind of life you live now is a life that speaks whether you know God or not. Exactly. 
So let's go to Ecclesiastics chapter 8, verse 17. Ecclesiastic 8, 17. Then I saw all the work of God that man could not find out the work that is done under the sun. Because, however, much a man may toil in seeking, yet he will not find it out. Yes, more than that, though, a wise man thinks and claims he knows, yet will be not, yet he will not be able to find it out. Hmm. Mm. That's saying something. Let's yes. go to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 again and verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 1. For all this I took to heart, exploring and examining it all, how the righteous, the upright, and the right standing with God, and the wise and the works are in the hands of God, whether it is to be love or hatred, no man knows all that is before them. Mm. So when you read Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1, the verse continues to flow from where we read in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 17. Solomon explained that we cannot understand God's ways. That's what he's saying. We don't understand. No, well, our minds are too small. Our finite mind yeah, well, cannot understand the ways of God. No, God is too mighty, too great. He's the creator. How can you understand the creator man? He said his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways is too. So how can we understand? Like he said in Ecclesiastes 9 verse 1, we surely do not understand God's way, but we can know that the Lord looks after those who are faithful to him wherever they are. Amen. That we do know. That we do know. That he, he said takes, in his word. He takes care of his. He definitely does. He takes care, he takes care of his. Care of and to say that we are in God's hands does not mean we will never have pain or suffering or tragedy. No. Because the sun shines on you, don't it? Shines yes, it on does. the unjust. All right? That's right. So why not? You have pain, get sick like the unjust. We all get the same. We all get the same. And that makes God what? A just He's God. Just. That's right. So even the faithful of all Christians can never be sure of what will happen to them. That is perhaps what Solomon meant by the last part of Ecclesiastes 1. We might be in God's hands. But that does not mean we will not suffer. The difference is that as Christians, we can trust God's goodness and his mercy. Amen. Amen. No matter what happens to us. So imagine suffering without knowing there is a loving, caring God who promises to do what? Wipe away every tear from your eyes. Mm. That is nice to know, nice to hear, 
that there is somebody. And there's hope. That there's hope and will dry your tears up. Oh, mm, yes. Mm, Amen. Mm. Let's read that in Revelation, in the New Testament, Revelation chapter 7, and verse 17. Revelation 7, 17. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to the springs of the waters of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Amen. Amen. That is so wonderful to know yes, that you have that. Yes, you do. That yes, is a do. promise. That is a promise God gave me. You know, it's so nice to be able to know and know and have those promises and hope and live that that hope is going to come true. Not maybe, not I think, but hope and know. See, that's, all, that's a good hope to live on, to know yes. that it's going to happen. No man can give you that. No. No man. Not. It is so wonderful to know you have a God that can give you a promise and it can be thousand years down the road and it can still be true. Amen. <clears throat> you know, that is the truth. That's why we're going to Ecclesiastic chapter 9 again, starting with verse 2. Okay. Ecclesiastic Chapter 9 and verse 2. All things come alike to all. There is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean and to the unclean, to him who sacrifices and to him who does not sacrifice. As is the good man, so is the sinner. And he who swears is as he who fears and shuns an oath. So when you read it, please ask chapter 9, verse 2. You know, this is a good example of how important it is to read Ecclesiastes with the whole Bible in mind. Yes. Because this is also a good time to repeat the warning given in the in these Bible verses, such as these should not be twisted out of the Bible and made to teach some suppose truth that God never planned them to teach. So even at the same time, Solomon, Solomon's point is very good if we understand it correctly. Everyone dies. Death is stronger than nature. One can argue that death is part of nature itself. Anything that lives, it has to die, right? That's true. And it makes no difference if you're righteous or holy or not, death always wins out. Yes. At least for right now. For right. For just a little while. Just a little while. So death awaits everyone no matter how we live. It's the same as saying that one in awaits everyone who drinks, no matter if we drink water or arsenic. <laughs> if we take only a short, blind view of, the, of things, death is the same end for all. 
but the short view is just a short view. It is the same as reading the first few sentences of a great story and mistaking those sentences for the whole story. The whole Bible gives us the long, wise view. So we got to remember, we got to read the whole Bible and understand it. Yeah, death come to all of us. But what did he say about his people? Oh, death is just the beginning of living. That's the beginning of new life. It's not, not the end for us. It's not the end. It's the beginning for God's people. See, death is not the end. See, death is just the beginning for you. It's taking you from this old world and taking you to a new life. Eternity life. That's right. A life that will never end. That's it. <clears throat> a life where you will never be sick. A life where you will never thirst again. Never be hungry. Right. Never know a murder. Never know a rape. Never know of the things of this world again. And never will exist again. That's a life I'm looking forward to. Amen. And so... We, the question is, what is the final end of all people? Well, let's look in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 2. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 2 says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt and abhorrence. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25 in the New Testament. Chapter 25, 25 starting with verse 32. Okay, 25. All nations will be gathered before him. Did you find uh, it? 32. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Slow down, down, girl. Slow down. All right. Let's go. Oh, you tell me. Come on now. Uh -huh. <laughs> All nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them, the people, from one another as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. Mm. And he will cause the sheep to stand at his right hand, but the goat at his left. Now, I'm going to ask you, which one would you rather be? The sheep? Sheep. Or the goat? The sheep. I would choose the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and then the king would say to those at his right hand, Come ye, blessed are my father, ye favored of God, and appointed to eternal salvation, inherit. Receive as your own the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Mm. Amen. See that, that, that's what you get. That's what death brings you. The, but it depends on what? On the what? life you live mm, here. Yeah. Salvation. That's right. It depends on the life you live here. It depends on and the life you live if you're obedient to God. Mm -hmm. See, those two things right there, if you are obedient to God, which shows God that you love him, and those two things you must do if you want to make it to this side, where you'll see the kingdom. 
Amen. And let's go to John 3.16. But I'm going to reread John 3.16 from the Amplified Version of King James. Okay. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, and be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. Hey, did you hear that? Believe in him, trust in him. Not believe in yourself. Cling to him, and rely cling on him. him. Not cling to yourself, not trust in yourself, not believe in yourself, but believe in Jesus Christ Amen. and trust in him and cling to him. See, right. not false idols, not your automobile, not your cars, not your money, not your houses, not your girlfriends, That's not right. even your wife. Amen. Nothing. Nothing. Before Amen. Jesus Christ. That's right. If you want the kingdom. There's Amen. nothing wrong with loving your wife. Or making her your what? Idol. Idol. Making her a god. Don't do that. Don't do that. You must cling to Jesus Christ and know him. He must be first in your life. First and foremost. That's right. Let's go to John 5 and verse 29. Right. John chapter 5 and verse 29 says, And they shall come out of those who have practiced doing good, will come out to the resurrection of new life, and those who have done evil will be raised for judgment, raised to meet their sentence. Mm. So we read those because the Bible is clear that there is not one end for all. There's not one end for all. Even though it seemed like that's what it's saying in Ecclesiastes, when we read in chapter 9, right. that was just a short version that we're saying. So we given the long version of what Ecclesiastes was saying, saying Solomon right. was saying. Yeah, some... We don't want to... You didn't want to twist that scripture because it's easy to twist that verse. Well, that's because you gotta you gotta get it all. You gotta see, get it all. don't just get a little bite. Get the big bite. Get that it all. That's what you're saying. Line upon line, that, precept upon precept. There you so go. So you can understand exactly what that verse is saying. So there is either eternal life or eternal destruction. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. It's either or, you choose, it's your choice, which do you want? We either live forever or you dead forever, whichever one you choose. The good news is that through Jesus, amen, amen. every human has the chance to what? Live forever. Because Jesus died as a substitute for all of us. Jesus' sacrifice was more than enough for everyone. So which of the two ends is yours? 
Nope. It really depends on, on your choice. Your, it depends on your choice. It depends on what you choose. <laughs> if you choose Jesus, amen. Amen. I choose amen. eternal life. I don't know I what you choose. That's eternal life. It's up to you. Your choice. You know, God is so good. Yes, he is. Because he gave you the right to amen. make the choice. He gave you. You got a free will. And he yeah. is allowing you to use that free will to live an eternal life with him. Or even choose to die forever. Well, why would God? Why, why why die when He gave you a choice to live eternally? Well, why would God want to make you be in heaven when you be brothers and sisters? Make you miserable. be in a place where you be miserable, unhappy, mm. sad, mm. and all of that. He He would want you there. He would. Why would He want to make you be someone like? It will make you feel that way. So in other words, what, you, what you're what saying is, if you love the world, you happy and excited here? You wouldn't be happy and excited in heaven, so God says it's your choice. Be happy where you want to be. So you hear people say, I'm living a good life. Yeah, I'm living this my... This is not living the good life I'm living in my this best, world. No. I'm living my best life. It's I'm a, living my best life or good life, whichever one they choose. No, absolutely well, not. I don't think you, you know what life is if you think you're living your best life now. So, <laughs> I really don't. I think you need to go to the mirror, look in it, and look at yourself real good, brothers and sisters, because if this is the best, <laughs> I don't want to see the worst. I don't see the worst. Um, amen. Let's go to Ecclesiastes, back to Ecclesiastic 9. Oh, boy. And we're starting with verse 3. Okay. All right. 9, mm -hmm. chapter 9, and verse 3. Okay. <clears throat> this evil is in all that is done under the sun. One fate comes to all. Also, the hearts of men are full of evil, and madness is in the hearts while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. There is no exemptions, but he who is joined to all the living has hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. <laughs> <laughs> For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward here, for the memory of them is forgotten. Their love, their hatred, their envy have already perished. Neither have they any more a share in anything that is done under the sun. Whoa, check it out, brothers and sisters. Now, you heard that? So, oh, so uh, if you believe in that, and the dead know something, you just heard the you truth. You just heard the dead know nothing. And the lie know one thing. They're going to die. They're going to die. That's all they know. So if you've been hearing that old, that old story, brothers and sisters, your mother looking down on you, watching over you, you know right now that's a lie. You know not to believe that no more because it ain't real. It ain't, exactly. It ain't, it's a fancy story. You can get out that fancy world because the dead knows nothing. And you know, just reading that Ecclesiastes, what we just read, from the viewpoint of someone who does not believe in God or in any afterlife, 
Try to put yourself in the mind of someone who believes that death is the end of everything. What you just read is not. So what purpose can you find to life? If you didn't have Christ, what purpose, what, would it be worth living it? I, I couldn't see no purpose of living it if, if, if we didn't have Christ. Uh, what would be a reason to live? In other words, what sense can it make of all things you do when you know that one day your children, all their children, are going to be dead? It, it doesn't uh, make any will, sense without Christ. Christ. Without Jesus and eternal life. Remember that. It is worth living because we have hope beyond the grave. We have hope that we are going to have our permanent home. Amen. Someday it will be a permanent home. And that's something to look forward to. But before we go on, we're going to take a break and play a song. And we're going to come back and talk more about no matter what you do, work at it with all your might. Right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweetman. Clap your hands, everybody. Come on. If God's been faithful, then sing along with us. Everybody say faithful. 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 Faithful, faithful, is, faithful, our faithful is our God. Come on all over the world. Faithful. Say faithful. Faithful, 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 is, faithful our is our God. Come on, say faithful. 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 Faithful, faithful, is, faithful is our God. Yes, he is. Come on, say faithful. Faithful. Faithful, 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 is, faithful, faithful is our God. I'm reaping the harvest. Take back what the devil stole from me. And I rejoice today. For I shall recover it all. Yes, I rejoice today.
Telling you that is that is definitely uh, rejoice today. That's yes, right. Sir. We're gonna reap the harvest that yes. God gonna He gonna give it back to us. He's gonna give it back to us. That is definitely worth holding on to the hope. That's right. So if you just joined us, you are listening to LPJ sixty four with Mister and Mrs. Sweet Thing in time Bible, Bible study. study. Now, if you join us, we're talking about no matter what you do, work at it with all your, your might. And so we was reading in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 3 through 6. You know, we should be so thankful for, for what Christ has offered us through his death and resurrection. Without him, we would have only Hopelessness shown in Ecclesiastes. We wouldn't have no hope at all. So how valuable our faith should be to all of us. Faith, how valuable is that? How important is it for us to guard and protect our faith? And you know, life definitely depends on it. Yes, life depends on it. Our life definitely Depends on it. Salvation depends on it. Everything depends on faith. God said, you cannot do anything or nothing for me without faith. That's right. So that's how, that's how, how important faith is. It's very important. It's important. It is very important to have faith in Jesus, I'm telling you. That's right. So we should hold on to that faith and guard it with all our heart. You know, now we're going to go into Ecclesiastes. We're in chapter 9. We're going to go to verse 5. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Okay. I jumped up there again. There we go. Chapter 9. Chapter 9. And verse 5. And verse 5. So again, we say, for the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward here, for the memory of them is forgotten. Their love, their hatred, their envy have already perished, neither have they any more a share in anything is done under the sun. Go your way, eat your bread with joy, and drink your wine with a cheerful heart. 
if you are righteous, wise, and in the hands of God, for God has already accepted your works. Mm. Let your garments be always white with purity, and let your head not lack the oil of gladness. Live joyfully with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life. <laughs> like a vain life. Which he has given you under the sun. All the days of futility, for that is your portion in this life. And in your work at which you toil under the sun. So whatever your hands finds to do. Do it with all your might, for there is no work, or device, or knowledge, or wisdom in Sheol, which is the place of dead of the dead where you are going. So, when you hear that, that ought to make you think and go, "Okay, Lord, what am I? What do I need to do? Because I don't want this to be. This is it. So what?" Do you need who you need to be trusting in? He already told you what we need to do. He already told you, so that means you need to keep that faith, trust in God, do what you can do to to lead people to the light, live a life for God, love your brothers and sisters. Hey, He's told you all these things in His Word. You, I mean, you have work to do, or you're able to do it. That means don't sit around and do nothing. Don't sit around and expect uh, the minister to do it all. Don't sit around and act like you're helpless and you don't know what to do. I always say, I wonder what God wants me to do, love. Number one. That's number one. He wants all of us to love. He wants all of us. Number one, he wants to love the Lord with all our heart, our mind, our soul, and all our strength. First thing. There you go. That's, that's love. Second is love your neighbor. As you Same. love yourself. That's right. The Ten Commandments, obey. Now, that's that, that's what you want to know what he wants you to do. That's right there. Obey the Ten Commandments. If you don't know what God wants you to do, there, there it is. When you love, you do all the things right. the Ten Commandments. That's right. So if you do that, that is a job in itself. If you complete all ten of those, you better believe when you look up, time is going to be gone. Exactly, because, you know, Solomon is not just writing about the state of the dead. He's trying to make an important point about life itself. Yes. The verses talk about death, but they also point to the bigger picture of life and to how we should live. That's right. Now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Yes. So it's more important how we live more so than how we die. Well, see, I, I think Solomon is, is really talking about death is it on this side. It's ended here. And if you don't live the way you should, then death is the end. Correct. That's what he's saying. If we don't live like God tells us and obey as God tells then death is the end for you. That's it for you. In other words, 
This life is temporary. That's right. Everything here is temporary. Build your home on the other side where you will have a eternity home. Or death will be just what it said is. Yeah, it's over. You're dead forever. That's what Simon said. If you want eternity life, you must earn it now. Because exactly. if you don't earn it now, when you're dead, you're dead. That's it. You're through. There is nothing else for you. So get it now. Work on it now. Work for it now. Once you close your eyes, take that last breath. If you haven't lived a life that will give you eternity life, <laughs> that's it. That's exactly right. Let's go to Job chapter 8 and verse 9. Okay, Job, I'll write it. Job chapter 8 and verse 9. And it says, We are but of yesterday and know nothing. Because our days upon the earth are a shadow. All right. Wow. That's what it is. And days are just that short. That's why my man is telling you, hey, your days are like a shadow. You got to work and you got to work every day if it's your last or eternity life because it goes just that fast. Right. And we yeah. know that one day this earth will be gone. Let's look in Second Peter. Okay. In the New Testament, Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 10, 11, and 12. Okay. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will vanish, pass away with a thunderous crash. And the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire. And the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. Since all these things are thus in the process of being dissolved, what kind of person ought each of you to be? In the meanwhile, in consecrated and holy behavior and devout and godly qualities, while you wait and earnestly long for, expect and hasten the coming of the day of God by reason of which the flaming heavens will be dissolved. And the material elements of the universe will flare and melt with fire. So in other words, but this life is important because we live on earth will decide. The life that we live on this earth will decide our future for eternity. Yes. So the decision we make here can take only seconds and can decide our future in heaven. So how important it is for us to take our time on earth seriously. We must make wise decisions for our souls. That's right. You must make wise decisions for your soul. So with such eternal results at stake, it would be foolish to live any other way. A very, a very foolish man. If you live any other way, a very foolish man. If you think you got forever to make your choice, mm -hmm. a very foolish man. If you think you can straddle the fence and play both sides, a very foolish man. If you think you got plenty of time, wow. a very foolish man. If you think 
you can serve both masters. A very foolish man, if you think you can wait to the end and get it right. That's right. That is a fool. That is not a wise man. A wise man know that time is winding up. A wise man know that we're being judged as we speak. Brothers, that's what a wise man know, brothers. As we speak right now, as I'm speaking to you, we are being judged each and every day, hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second. We are being judged. We have an angel that follow us around every day, writing down our life. Amen. That's why God said judgment is going to be as quick as a... Like a twinkling of an eye. Twinkling of an eye. And his it, rewards is with him. And he brings his rewards with him because judgment is going to be just that fast because we are judged every day. That's right. That's why our life we are judged according to the life we live because we've been judged as we live. Amen. Now we're going to go to Mark chapter 14 and verse 38. Now, how do the following verses support the idea of living eternally? Mark 14 and verse 38 says, Keep awake and watch and pray constantly that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. weak. Let's go to Romans. Romans chapter 14 and verse 12. And so each of us shall give an account of himself, give an answer in the reference to the ju to judgment to God. So we should give an account. We just said it in Romans chapter 14, verse 12. Yes. We have to give an account for all our actions. For what we have done in the body. For every word that we speak. Mm. For every thought that we have. Mm. For everything that we eat. Mm. For every place that we go. For everything that we watch. We have a given count on giving, everything. Giving count for everywhere about. And let's go to Second Corinthians chapter six and verse two. Okay. Chapter six. Second Corinthians chapter six and verse two. All right. For he says, In a time of favor, of an assured welcome, I have listened to and heeded your call. I have helped you on the day of deliverance, the day of salvation. Behold, now is truly the time for a gracious welcome and acceptance of you from God. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Amen. Now, today now is the day of salvation. Amen. Today, right now, is the day of salvation. So we're going to go to Second Peter chapter 3. Starting with verse 10. Second Peter 3. Second Peter 3, verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will vanish, pass away with thunder, thunderous crashing, and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved. 
with fire and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. And see, we read that in, um, this is Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 10, but we read it also. And let's look at Mark again, 14 and verse 38. See, in, in Mark 14, verse 38, he says, keep awake and watch and pray. So we definitely need to do that. We need to keep awake, we need to watch, we need to pray. And he also saying that in Second Peter, everything's going to be burned up. So what right. we need to be doing? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. We need to be praying as well. We need to be getting a life together because this thing... If he said that, you're not going to have time to ask for forgiveness. You're not going to have time to ask for anything. It's over. Yes. <laughs> it's Absolutely. over. So we got to be living right now. We got to be getting our life together now. We got to be walking the, the right line right now. We got to be in the center right now. So in other words, we need to be constantly praying. Right. We need to continue to surrender our life to Christ. And he's saying today is the day of salvation. There you go. We got to be doing that right now. We got to be praying. We got to be constantly giving our life to God. We got to be constantly staying on our knees. We got to do that now because when he come back, there is no time for that. It's over. Probation is closed. It's closed. Well, probation's going to be closed before we know it. That's the thing. It's going to be closed and we won't even know it's closed. That's where a lot of us going to be in trouble because probation's going to be closed. We're going to be walking out here think we still got it going on and the doors is going to be shut. That's right. Brothers and sisters, we got to know that is every day walk with Jesus on our knees saying, Lord, help us. Lord, forgive us. Lord, help this brother. Lord, help this sister. Help this. Yeah. We got to do this every day because we don't know when the doors is going to be closed to probation. Amen. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and we're going to read verse 11. Okay. We're going to do 11, 12, probably all the way to 18. But Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Neither is bread to the wise, nor riches to men of intelligence and understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. For man also knows not his time of death, as the fishes are taken in an evil net, as the birds are caught in a snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when calamity falls suddenly upon them. But this illustration of wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great to me. There was a little city with few men in it, and a great king came against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. But there was found in it a poor wise man, and he, by his wisdom, delivered the city, yet no man seriously remembered that poor man. Mm -hmm. Wow. So we have all heard or seen or even experienced injustice. 
Sometimes life just seems to work in a way that it is unfair to us. Like you said, a young woman is struck down with a serious disease, a man is laid off from work because of the poor economy, a star athlete slips and falls on the stairs, his career is ruined, and the list goes on. There's so much that happens, but like you said, life happens. But we got to remember one thing, from a human viewpoint, it can seem that time and chance rule over all our lives. But that is not the Bible's position. The Bible teaches there is a God who sees Sees all things. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And thank God there is a God. It is a God that sees all things. Let's look in Psalm 11.4. Yes. We're getting ready to sum it up. Psalms 11.4. Oh, thank God. Psalm chapter 11. Mm-mm. Psalm 11, verse 4. Yes. Yeah. Says, The Lord is in his holy temple, and the Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids test and prove the children of men. So he is very involved in human affairs. The important thing for Christians is to come to a personal knowledge of God. Yes. This is the knowledge of his love that helps us to hold on to him when it seems that time and chance are treated, is treating us cruel. Right. That's, that's just it. His hands is out. He's reached out for us when things are not going right. But we won't reach out and take his hand. Look like when things go wrong, that's when we pray less and, and we call on him less. And we let go. go. Instead of holding on to God, we let go. It's like we want to blame God for the things that's happening. Instead of saying, Lord, I don't know why it's happening, but I'm going to hold on to you. Amen. I'm going to embrace you more. Because of what just happened. That's right, because of what happened. But we want to let go. I'm going to continue to have a life of praise even through the tears. That's right. Lord, if anything I need to hold on to is you and not let go. But we want to let go of God and try to grab on the man if man know how to treat this situation. And they don't. And they don't. So we just want to thank you for joining us as we enjoy the word again tonight. Yes. We're going to play a song and come back with closing comments, our email address, and prayer. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sleeping in Time Bible Study.
thing. Yes, sir. Look around, all I see is pain. Oh, yeah. But through it all, when things the same, I still believe. I still believe the power of your name. I was sick, deep in my soul. I needed someone to make me whole. Make me whole. I got Jesus. Take control. Yes. You see, I'm not crazy. And I want y'all to know.
to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help, we humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing, and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else, while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. We thank you so much for joining us each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And remember, if you wasn't able to listen live, you can always catch us in the recording on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon I, Music, iHeartRadio. Yeah, iHeart. <laughs> and the list goes on and on. So we just thank you so much. And may you have a wonderful and blessed night. And also, 
If you have Bible questions, if you need prayer, you can always email us at robtgina50 at gmail.com. And have a blessed night. A blessed night.